When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Well done. Well done. You are now watching with DJ Newt. Finish Known for that homegrown where I come from. Smoke one, palm trees, double D's got a topless in the sun. I shall proceed. That's me, motherfucker. Your opinion. <laughs> How many ways am I killing them? Shit, right around a billion. Hey, we own it. That means we living for the moment. That means she'll fuck to the morning. Time and I got time and I know that I'm in the position of controlling anything. I buy that ocean. I'm a boss. I buy that ocean. Ain't nobody fucking with this. They fucking with this. I'ma make it work, you know 
her trust, living in her purse. When you discuss your love for lust, just make sure you visit here first. Cali, Cali. What's up, folks? It's So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. Yo, yeah, uh, this is Saturday. Ryan, what the F are we... Why are we here? We're trying to live our lives. Folks, I... Uh, real quick recap, if you haven't listened to the past two episodes I've released in the past day... Uh, I scratched my face up, gave myself a staph infection because I had beard dye in my beard and it gave myself an allergic reaction and then I got really itchy. And uh, classic me. <laughs> Uh, so I didn't release episodes for three days this week. And you're like, Ryan, uh, somebody said, right. Most people only release one episode a week, but that's the deal. When you're insane, other numbers don't matter. So I wanted to give you, uh, as much as I could, and it is such a beautiful day outside and I should go hiking, uh, to try to, but my face is still a little itchy between you and me. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's like crusty. It's like a, like a is baked Alaska, like a baked salmon or something. It's just, it's a very weird, all the things that are going on on my face as always. Uh, but I wanted to do a summer house recap with you. I wanted to do that. It's such a beautiful day. And it reminded me of how beautiful the days are over in the summer house in the Hamptons. And I wanted to share with you the recap of this week's episode, uh, because I just like talking about summer house and that way we'll be back on track for next week. I'll be talking to Sophie Ross, uh, bright and early on Monday morning, you'll hear that we're supposed to talk before the Super Bowl because we know she's going to get shit canned because her guy, Joe Burrow, you know, it's so funny. I don't particularly love sports. I like some of the camaraderie aspects to it. And I like the food, the food always, the food always is such a huge plus. I really enjoy all the, the snackies. You get at these things, but the football itself, I've, I've been hearing there's been good games and I'm so happy for the people that enjoy that. It's like video games. I don't particularly like my video game knowledge taps out around like 99, 2000, 1999. Uh, but I'm really happy for people that really enjoy it. I tried to play call of duty once and it was so boring. And then I try, I even got like a Batman video game. Cause I love Batman of course. And I played it and it was so, I had to give it up immediately because I was just like, I didn't want to see Batman. Like I was playing Batman in the game and it, he, it just like, I was lasting like 10 seconds into the game. And then it got me bummed out about Batman. Like Batman shouldn't be this pathetic. I should not be running Batman in a video game. Like he was getting beat up by just casual street thugs. And I just was like, this is no way for Batman to go out. And I added like, I was like, obviously this isn't meant for me. I can't do this. And I literally stopped playing video games after that because I wasn't willing to learn to get better because I, there's also a part of me that's like, well, how sad potentially would that be of like, I dedicated my life to getting good at the Batman video game. Like, I feel like those are the things that you do when you're on summer break in like, like junior high, maybe. And that's when you're like, this summer was rad. We, uh, we spent, I spent the entire, uh, time getting the top score on Arkham Asylum with Batman, but I can't do that now. Like now I've already made a lot of questionable life decisions and I don't want to really give fodder to my enemies as the Tinder swindler would say that Tinder swindler, you guys on Netflix. Ooh. 
what a creep. Somebody, I, I made a joke. I made a meme the other day about the Tinder swindler because his big thing, you guys, he was this con artist where he was conning women out of like hundreds of thousands of dollars, but he would do it by – like he would like their first date would be he would take them on a jet somewhere and he had this whole fake life built up where he was like working at a diamond company with his family. All of these articles were forged. He had a personal bodyguard. So these women thought, oh, my God, this guy is fully set. This guy. So when he started asking for money because his enemies were out to get him in the diamond industry, these ladies were like, of course, like we're getting married. Of course, I'll give you as much money. And he kept he did this with so many ladies. But I posted a meme saying like. Quickly, I need 100000 or my enemies will get me. And I also need a gift certificate to Old Navy and possibly some Kohl's cash. And it was just like a joke meme. And then somebody wrote, I still have to respond to this. Somebody was like, Ryan, how dare you respond? How dare you make light of this situation of the Tinder swindler? And I, I just like, first off, I make everything light. It's literally the way I handle the atrocities of the world is to, I have to try to laugh at these horrible things, but yeah, I don't think I was, I mean, how do you glorify somebody that's like a complete nerd, but I do want to make fun of those people. I love making fun of people that like are trying to be cool and trying to like scam the system and then they get caught and you can like double down on making fun of them. I'm so into that kind of stuff. Like I'm like, let's all call this guy a nerd together. So I always, I find those, but it's just so interesting how social media works or it's just interesting how it hits you, the audience, you know, and I even do that myself when I'll be watching or seeing something and it'll just immediately make me livid. And it's interesting to be that for somebody else of like, how dare they? Like, I think somebody wrote in the same comment of like, you, you like, I thought you used, I thought you were cool or maybe you used to be cool. And I was like, what kind of thing is that to say to somebody? Cause I made a meme of old Navy. I love Old Navy. It's affordable spring, fall fashions. And we all know that. I mean, that was partly the joke. But anyways, you guys got to watch the Tinder Swindler on Netflix. Um, I believe Kate Casey talked to the production team on that, which if anybody has a Netflix connection out there, I would love to get in good with Netflix because I just love talking to documentarians and stuff like that. And I feel like it really does share the same DNA with these reality shows and the pop culture that we know and love. So if anybody from Netflix is listening, what's up? What's up, my fair lady or sir? Please help a good man out. Um, how are you guys doing? Are you? I'm picturing you guys right now having the best weekend ever. I'm slaving away over this summer house recap, and you're like out there just living. You're just living your lives like wild men and women, and I love, love, love that. Oh, my God. Tonight, when you get ready to go to the club— I hope instead of pump up music, you will play this podcast to get you pumped to go to the nightclub. Now, tomorrow, like I said, is Super Bowl Sunday. Very excited for the snacks. And I was I was seeing all these things because there was just an article released that this club, The Nice Guy in Los Angeles, Justin Bieber did a show and then there were like shots fired. Uh, not by Justin, by somebody in the, the crowd or something. Everybody's, I don't believe there were any injuries. Thank God. But I was like, man, I just don't get invited to cool Super Bowl. Like I got invited to my buddy Pat's Super Bowl party and my friend Susie, it's her birthday. It was her birthday yesterday. And she was like, oh, it's, it's like really interesting. The things that you do get invited to, but I don't get those like, you know, the, I don't get the invites where there's a, um, 
a step and repeat line, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's where you have to take a picture. Like I'd almost be scared if I showed up to my buddy Pat's and it was like, Hey, let's get a picture. Of you coming into the party. Okay. Let's do a fun one. Now that would be scary to me. Um, but there, I guess it's like Super Bowl party weekend from what I'm seeing online. And, I, you know, being a narcissist, I was like, why am I not getting invited? Why is a cool guy with a staph infection all over his face not getting invited to these red carpet events? Like, what? <laughs> why? I mean, come on. Jax Taylor, you guys. The reason I say all this because I saw a picture of Jax Taylor coming out of a, a revolver party, I think. Revolver, rev- some clothing bullshit. And... Uh, by the way, this is when I do need a fashion correspondent on at all times, um, to just, to just go, Ryan revolve is, uh, let me tell you what revolve is. It's this, uh, clothing line from 1990 there. Is, my friend Megan, uh, does, cl- I don't know. I just don't understand fashion, but I guess there was some revolve fashion thing. And there was these paparazzi pictures that my friend Laura sent me on Twitter and it just, it, you know, it was Jack's coming out of this party and he just looked like determined. He was like, check out who's back, check out who's getting free beverages at this revolve. Party. And he just looked like very like debonair and suave or like what hit, like his version of trying to be debonair, debonair and suave. And I just think it's so funny because these parties, you guys, how they work is, and I believe Jax has the same publicist her, as Brittany, and they've been paying for the same publicist forever now, for many years, even out. And that's like a pricey bill. So what this PR person does is com- continually like pushes out their name. So they'll do articles or they'll like, like Brittany has the Weight Watchers thing that she's doing. Um, and they'll get invited to parties and red carpets. So you pay a, like a nice hefty chunk of change to PR people that really get your name out there. So you're always wondering like, why am I seeing this person all the time? Well, that is part of the reason. Now I know this Lori, I believe her name is Lori K. Public Relations. I don't know her personally. I'm sure she's amazing, but also represents Blake Moines. If you guys remember Blake, he was on a couple seasons of The Bachelor and he's represented. So I saw a picture of Blake and Jax together. So it's like she must have gotten like a handful of invites to this thing and invited her client list, which she's doing her job because then people like me see those photos and go, wow, Jax is back, baby. Yeah. Woo. Um, it just, I don't know. Listen, I get that he, I listen, I don't want him to come back. I swear to God, I don't. But at the same time, I kind of want him to come back because he's just such a doofus. Like he's, it just, the, I will always get fascinated and I will always be fixated on what happens to somebody after their main source of not just income, but fame and popularity dies out. Like, to me, that is the interesting journey. Because if it was me personally, I would be scared shitless of what's next. You know what I'm saying? And I would be so down on myself of like, ugh, it's over. Like, what else am I going to do? It was a reality show. What else do I have? And I would be like throwing like as many lines into the ocean as I could to try to get something else. Like, that's why Brittany getting that Weight Watchers deal, that sponsorship, which I think is true, that's like a big deal for somebody. Like that's a great way to keep your name out there. It kills two birds with one stone. But think about it. One of the biggest businesses now is out of work reality stars. Because not only do we have like the Vanderpumpers that have been let go. And by the way, I think in all intents and purposes, whether you like it or not, Stassi is doing the best at that. Her second book has already made the bestseller list and it's not even out yet. 
her Patreon does really insanely well. Uh, she'll probably be able to live tour, but think about not just the Bander Pumpers, but everybody, all the reality shows. So you got the Bachelor franchise. Now, the Bachelor franchise is known for putting for like good 100, 100 people out of work every year. And we they're all supposed to get like an Instagram following so they can be influencers. And it's all just so silly. And I think... I think we're starting to catch on to this a little bit as a society or as people that love pop culture, because I was watching, I was that, um, Bravo holic data Instagram account that I had on uh, a couple weeks ago. I think it's Bravo holic data, which I love. I was checking out the statistics on how many people get Instagram followers after the episode. And it's very interesting. I was looking at summer house and just noticing that Sierra still hasn't popped yet. Uh, she's like at a hundred thousand, I think, which is really not that great for, a show like that. And I think, and below deck, you especially see it on because none of those guys really get a huge bump except for chef Rachel from this past season. Um, and, uh, Bravo Holic data said, Oh, well, maybe that's because they really do change crews so much from season to season. But I also want to believe that maybe we're wising up and we can look at them without following them. And you're just, there's only gonna. There's only so many spots for somebody to sell a three ringed curling iron. You know, there's only so many spots out there for people to sell tummy tea. Like we can't have like all 800 of the unemployed bachelor people selling us tummy tea. Uh, you know, it's like we get it. We should get the tummy tea. But at a certain point, my question is, where do we go from here? Like this, we are sending out so many unemployed people into the workforce because of these reality stars. And I feel like it's the NFL where we've got to, and this is where I tie it into the Super Bowl because I'm a brilliant man. We've got to start preparing these people for some hard hits to the head. We got to say this NFL career isn't going to last forever. And you got to think down the road. Do you have a skill? Jax, do you know how to make license plates? How do you, do you, how, are you good with washing and drying? Like what, what, what is your talents? Let's go there. Let's not worry about the cameras and the, the free products and tagging everybody in every post you ever do. Let's worry about the here and now. Are you a good teacher? How about that? Let's teach something. Are you, but see, teaching isn't uh, sexy, right? I think it's sexy, but like people like that, they are shooting for the stars. Now, another person I want you to keep an eye out for, and I know I'm going off on a tangent as I do is Lala Kent. Now, Lala, I find fascinating. And I would actually love to speak to Lala again, because whether I agree or disagree with her as a person or behavior, you got to hand it to her is she has busted her ass since the Randall uh, implosion. Because you see her now, every, like all of a sudden her podcast is very important to her. She is always pushing products, baby products, her own products, lip kits. This girl is hustling. And it's not too much a woe is me. You can sense a lot of anger from Lala because I do believe she got suckered. And I don't think Lala is a person that likes to get suckered. So you can sense a lot of anger in a lot of her posts or a lot of her Instagram stories. But I do got to say, like, here's somebody that really, like, didn't bitch and moan and whine and is out there pounding the pavement. And there's something to me that rings a little bit truer in situations like that because, okay, what else do you have to do? Now, I'm listening to Lala's audiobook. Yeah, I don't know. I've been sick this week, whatever. And it's interesting because she is talking about like the dream of being an actor. And now we had Nicole Travolta on. If you didn't know, I released this episode as well as the OC recap where we talked about and just like that. But Nicole Travolta is a comedian and impressionist. Uh, I really enjoyed her. 
uh, and her story, but we were talking about the journey of an actor. And Lala in this in this audio book says, uh, yeah, I mean, I really want to be an actor. That's really my goal is to kind of share that. And the other thought I keep having is that, you know, at one point, reality shows are they were like persona non grata if you wanted to be an actor. And now it's a little different because we all kind of accept that this is just one big pop cultural bubble that you all just do things in. But it's like Daniel Day-Lewis, you'd never catch him on Vanderbump Rules, right? Meryl Streep might watch it, but you're never going to see her pop up for a guest turn on Southern Charm. So they just enjoy that. But then there's people like Lala that's going to continue to get out there. At what point, I just wonder about this. Like, it's like, Lala is trying to be a mogul, but it's like an Instagram mogul. So you got to start somewhere. But usually Instagram businesses like Rena Beauty or Erica Jane's horsehair she's selling, it can only go so far. And it's kind of looked down upon, not just by the fans, I think, but just by the general public, because it's not like real makeup professionals. And correct me if I'm wrong, makeup professionals are going, girl, we got to get some Rena Beauty on those lips. That is exactly what this is going to call for this photo shoot. Um, but like I said, take that with a grain of salt. I don't know that for facts. It's just kind of viewing from the outside. But I don't know. This is the part of it all that fascinates me, but it also scares me because, listen, we all have to go there in some form of uh, another. I mean, we all have career changes in our lives. We all have these things. But I just really, really find it interesting of, you know, if somebody were smart, a smarter man or woman than I am, they would start tracking Instagram followers as a whole, like start tracking the followers after the show, the the growth or the not growth after the show. And also you can check day to day. So remember, there was proven on one day that Jackson and Brittany both bought followers on one day where they both got bumps of like 6,000 people and it was just an average day and they got it both on the same day. You can watch for anomalies like that. And that just means somebody bought their followers. I even know a lot of Bravo Instagram accounts that have bought their followers. And it's really easy to see because you just don't, like even on a good day, I can grow like this week. I grew on, I grew like 300 plus on a day because Dumois uh, reposted something, right? But usually you don't get that kind of growth day to day. So even if you're a star like Jax, you're not getting that kind of growth anymore. Um, I don't know this, this, I, I feel like goodwill hunting for reality stars. This just fascinates me. You're like, ah, not so much me. But anyways, uh, I just wanted to talk about that really quickly because that that Jack's photo coming out of the Super Bowl party just made me LOL. And I kind of miss I kind of miss that pompousness that like, look at me, I'm a star. Damn it. Look at me. Look at me. I'm a damn. I'm a big, bright, shining star. You guys, uh, I also realized that I am uh, once again, a lot of people be like, Ryan, how are you not gay? And I'm like, I totally get that. And I figured out one of the reasons or one of the ways you'll be able to tell I'm not gay. I started watching this uh, Marry Me movie with Jennifer Lopez and uh, Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, I'm sorry. Owen Wilson. And it's on Peacock for free. It's also and now I see why they put it out on Peacock for free, because I would have been really upset if I'd paid money for this. But uh, it's uh, what do you, how do you say it? not good. It's not good. But see, that's the thing. Then I go on Twitter and a lot of my gay friends were like, it is amazing. It is giving everything. It is awesome. And 
it was it's like close to two hours and it's like one big commercial like Jimmy Fallon's on it a bunch like it's all one big NBC promotion because they use like Hoda Kotb who's like an NBC like morning show then Jimmy Fallon it was like four quadrant they and they kept like promoting the Vitamixer like in the like it was just weird it was like she's like I love shakes I'll put it in my Vitamixer I'm like why do we even know this it was super bizarre and super long and I just that's when you can really if you're looking to tell if I'm straight or not that usually with those kind of movies but I don't mean like I love like Sleepless in Seattle I love You've Got Mail I love there's some really amazing romantic comedies and I even appreciate How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days uh the wedding planner had its moments but this if you guys watch it it also felt like everything was like if I was the director I'd been like pick it up let's go Let's get on top of each other's lines, folks. Let's not leave these gaping pauses in between the lines. I don't know. And then the whole concept, you guys, is this this uh, superstar, the guy cheats on her that she's going to marry live for some reason. And then they're at this concert and she finds out at the concert. And so when Wilson has this sign that says, marry me, because he's holding it for the his lesbian friend, Sarah Silverman. And then uh, she's like, I guess I'll continue to get my heart broken. Unless I do something different. And then she looks up and she sees Owen Wilson or Ellen DeGeneres as the, uh, with the sign that says, marry me. And she goes, sure. Why not? And then he comes on stage and they like give this awkward kiss. And then they decide to like try to make it work. Like it, it, it was, I mean, literally, literally, this is like the worst movie to watch when you're on antibiotics. I was like, oh my God, like my face started itching horribly. And then it's like two hours and you, you know, he's into like math. He's like a teacher and like, he's a real, like, I guess, noble profession kind of guy. So she like gets off on that. But then he's like, you got to learn to do things for yourself. Whatever your character's name is, you got to, you got to stand on your own two feet and who cares about these assistants and all this stuff. And it's like, yo, Hey, how about you calm down with you telling me as a man what to do? Like this character's earned her celebrity and Ellen DeGeneres is just telling like, you got to do things on your own. It's like, stop being so pushy. You know, I don't know. It was a mess. And the whole time I'm just sitting there going like, what the, like, you know, I, I, I watched Yellowstone all week, which was just another brand of ridiculousness. I, I still haven't, like I said, season four, I don't know how to watch it. And I'm assuming that aliens invade in season four or something else ridiculous that will make no sense, whatever. But I, I enjoy the ridiculousness of it. And just, I don't know if I even enjoy the ridiculousness of Marry Me. But I will say one time I was at a, um, a Bjork concert and I did hold up a sign that said, marry me. And me and Bjork are now seven years strong. And she's the love of my like, I'm Bjork. I'm Bjork. This is my Swedish. On Saturdays, we get goofy, you guys. <laughs> On Saturdays, we get wild here. It's so bad. It's good. I This isn't a, hey, this isn't a weekday show. This is a weekend wild show. Uh, I've already gone 25 minutes because, yeah. And I've got to do a summer house recap. So let's do that so I can contemplate going out uh into the actual air outside of these doors oh my god you guys i had to take 40 minutes off because kanye just had another um crybaby attack on instagram and this time i'll talk about this more with sophie tomorrow because i'm just it's just he knows how to get my goat he knows how to infuriate me this one he writes um just put up on his instagram just so everyone knows, Kid Cuddy will not be on Donda because he's friends with you know who. We all speak in Billy language right now. 
and he tagged Kim in it. But remember, Pete Davidson doesn't have Instagram, so this is a message to Pete because Kid Cudi is friends with Pete Davidson. In fact, there is this famous photo of Pete Davidson, Kid Cudi, Timothy Chalamet, and Kanye dining at Nobu in Malibu. And Pete has this kind of funny story about how he got stuck with that entire bill <laughs> for that meal. And uh, that was the first thing I thought about when Kim and <laughs> Kim was dating Pete. Was I was like, wow, he finally got payback. But I don't know, man. This is not. This is like so super not funny. Like it's, but it falls in line with what I say about staying in the news cycle. I told you he would do something else, but it also feels very real. And I can't imagine if I was Kim or. Um, if I was Kim or the kids or Pete, this would be insanely scary or even cut. I mean, like, but also just what a crybaby. I just don't love crybabies, you know, of any sort, uh, even if they make good music. I just don't love like you must know kid cut like, dude, we would have figured it out. Like, dude, you don't have to let us know. He's just throwing a tantrum online and he's so big and so famous that he can do that shit. It's so weird. Our culture of celebrity is so weird. It's like what I was just talking about with The Bachelor, but a thousand times over. It's too big to fail at this point. Okay, but we got to get, we got to, I'll talk more about that tomorrow once I can try to find some humor in it. Today, I want to talk about Summer House because I believe, I really, I just enjoy this season so much. It's episode four and it's called Charmed. I'm not sure. <laughs> and uh, if I was a betting man, I just, uh, I, I would say, I, I, at first I was like, I don't know what the fuck that means. What the Charmed? I'm not sure. Are they going to eat Lucky Charms in some sort of summer house contest? But then I figured out later that it was because of Southern Charm because Craig Conover is featured in this episode because at the end of episode three, Craig was fully gaslighting and was probably drunk. They were all drunk. Uh, gaslighting Paige is like, if you listen to, if you listen to, um, Lindsay, you're, you're more stupid than I thought you were. He was like, you can see how he really talks down to women when he loses control, which I just like, it's like you, you it, that's what TV is fun. It clarifies these people's mistakes. Like they can't see it in real life, but we can see it judging at home in our underwear on our couch, eating popcorn. Not saying that I did that. I'm just saying that's where we usually judge it. And you can see things really clearly. Like we all felt like, ooh, that's a gross move. And also he's quote unquote friends with Lindsay. So he just fucking, he's like, Lindsay's fucking stupid. Lindsay's an ugly, stupid person that dated Austin for four years. So she's stupid. Like just Craig was just annihilating. And then, like I said last week, the sad thing was Paige was like, yeah, I can't believe he did this. And then ran into go find Craig. And then they slept together in Craig's room that night. And it was like, man, guys failing upwards is always wild. And that's why Paige as a character kind of makes me laugh. Because by the way, I think they're cute together. Like I'm not, but for, listen, these things that I say are are what I see on these shows. I try to remind you guys of this. It's not like I have not been with them 24-7. I've seen their social media and I see, but also I think these are two people that really love attention. They really love the camera. They really love this because this was a career plat, a career plan that they had no thought in their mind about. Like Craig didn't think I was, I'm going to be on TV one day. So he's loving this and Paige loves it too. So together I shit you not. They really, I bet you in moments of quiet, they sit around going, we're a Bravo power couple. Like, I, I think they truly, truly get a kick out of that because that is both up their alleys. This gave them career paths that they had no 
you could not have guessed otherwise. And they're on the upswing. Like people really find them a cute couple. But I didn't find this really cute when he was talking down to her. And I didn't find it cute that Paige ran to him. Like, I think this would have been the moment to Paige to, you know, put her foot down and go, yo, this ain't cool. And you aren't going to bag on Lindsay. And how dare you? And like, you know, stand up for yourself. And that way, later in the relationship, she'll have a leg to stand on. My fear in these things. And I've been in relationships like this where they assert this kind of authority, even though they're in the wrong. And then you sit there and freak out from, from then on because they have the power. You don't even realize you're just trying not to get them upset. And I hope, I hope that relationship is not this, you know? So, uh, we do the, the previews from the previous weeks leading, you know, what we're going to focus on this week. And we get that scene from Sierra again of like <laughs> me and Austin, when he comes, are we going to fall into the same patterns? Sierra still failing to realize that we don't care. This is different than Paige and Craig, who we've had more years with. Sierra, like, we all kind of think Austin's a douche, and we've had many examples of that now. Like, you know, I always love to point out my favorite scene of him trying to push down his boner in that video that Madison came in. He's like, Madison! Come on, Madison! Because there's two girls in his bed. He's like, what are you talking about? You're crazy! Yeah, we're all naked. That's how we sleep. You know how hot it is in Southern Madison. And he's like pushing down on his boner and his he's trying to do that like thing where you flip it up into the, I don't know if you girls know this, what a lot of the guys will do if you have a boner sometimes. I just realized I'm talking very personally with you and I hope you don't spread this right. You'll flip, you'll, you'll, the, the penis area, you'll flip that and you'll try to like get the elastic band of your underwear you know, like some, like if it's like a subtle hardening, you can do that and like not come off like a total, like doing, do you guys know what I'm saying? You know, but if you have a full excited boner, then it's very hard to put that in to that flap of the underwear. And it's really also how sturdy your underwear are, you know, and if you're a boxer or a brief, I could, I could do a whole podcast about this, but you guys know what I'm saying. But we, I just, I love that Sierra kind of, I, what I kind of get the read on too is that Sierra, I think genuinely likes Austin, but I think she genuinely wants a storyline. And I think she's in that second season mode of like, okay, this is my life. Now I moved to New York. I'm really doing this. I've got to really be out there. I'm a, I'm a Bravo lab. I really want to pursue this. So I think there's this aspect of like, okay, well it, wouldn't it cool? That would really kill two birds with one stone. If I did hook up with Austin, it's working great with Paige and Craig. Why can't I do it too? I think there's a slight, uh, you know, amount of that too. We also see that Lindsay is in her YOLO phase after she lost her baby. I still feel bad for Jason, even though I love Lindsay. It's like he is persona non grata now, and she's talking about hooking up with five other guys in this episode. Um, and of course, you know, Amanda and Kyle are, you know, I'm always just nervous now watching Amanda and Kyle. Like, I'm always like, is something going to explode? Like, I really do get nervous watching them now because I just never know when something bad's going to happen. So you're just, you're, you're almost relieved watching them when they're getting along. You're like, okay, good, good, good. Okay, we're on even footing. Okay, everybody's having an... And then you hear a loud noise and you're like, no! Okay, okay, okay. Luke just dropped something. Good, good, good. Um, so, uh, and remember, Craig and Andrea also made up because Andrea is after page two. And he's like, I'm so sad, Craig. Craig, we used to be friends. We used to talk on the phone all night long and now you don't talk to me. And Craig was like, that's because I was scared and I guess I was a pussy. And we also, it comes out that final confirmation that Craig 
did hook up with Kristen Cavallari and has hooked up multiple times with Kristen Cavallari, which is huge. So we get that, the last thing of this preview is like, if you let Lindsay get in your head, you're weaker than I thought. And then we cut to the now and she's, uh, up in his bed and she's like, are you still fucking her Craig? And it, and then we get like full summer house, four shots of the house, boop, 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 208 AM. We got it clocked 208 AM. And he's like, if I'm in Nashville, do I have someone I might hook up with? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you know this motherfucker is going to Nashville just to hook up with Kristen Cavallari. It's not like you're like, well, I just happened to be here, I guess. Who do I know? Oh, that girl from the hills, the hot one. Yeah, you know what? I could give a ring, a ring-a-ding-ding, see if uh, she'd like to hang out with old Craig. No, there's definitely been purposeful trips to Nashville. But also, we now have established Craig is a liar, which I get, but, you know, he's not going to tell us the truth. Sorry, I had to pause again to see if Kanye did anything else, because I'm fully sucked into this like a fucking automaton robot. Um, But one thing I do want to say, though, is like my thought is if you're ever that famous or rich, my hope would be I wouldn't be glued to Instagram And now the sad reality of that is we all would, you know, like it doesn't matter how successful we are. We're all going to be in the same shit pile of like Instagram and social media and keeping up with the Joneses. And that's the thing you like you want with celebrities. You want them to have superpowers. You want them to be able to be different than you. You can think one like Brad Pitt. I really like Brad Pitt in a lot of ways. I still don't know what happened with Angelina Jolie or what that situation was, but I love that I don't know too much about Brad Pitt. I love that I don't even know the full situation with that story uh, of of what caused him and Angelina. There's always been rumors, but we haven't heard the definitive account yet, but I kind of appreciate that. I kind of appreciate that I don't know who Brad Pitt is dating. I like that. There's something really comforting about like, oh, nice. So that means if I see you in a movie... I can actually just pay attention to the movie and not sit there and go, what the fuck is going on with you, man? You know, do you, I like when I'm, my voice is kind of at this growly state. Cause I've talked a lot in the last day, like what's going on with you guys. Now that sounded a little weird, but anyway, so she's like, yeah, if I'm in Nashville, let's, you know, I have someone to hook up with and Paige, He's like, Paige, I will never lie to you. You and I are not exclusive. You didn't want to be. You just got out of a relationship. So this is Craig using his get out of jail free card because he's like, yo, the law here says that I am in the clear. I can put my penis in as many people as I want. That's just how it is. And she's like, I know. Then we cut to Alex. Guess what? Alex, my main food guy, guess what he's doing? Guess what he's doing? He's like, do you want cookies in 15 minutes? (laughs) He's like, food. Alex is doing some of my favorite scene work with his favorite scene partner, and that is food. Andrea is trying to pick out the cookie dough, and Alex is like, you will die if you eat this. You aren't supposed to eat cookie dough raw, which I love that Alex can even make food not fun. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even when Alex gets crazy, he's always like, like, uh, watching his calories, and like, I gotta eat a lot of protein. But even when he goes wild with cookies, he's like, don't eat the cookie dough. You could kill yourself. That's part of the fun of eating cookie dough, is that, 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 that thing that, like, I might die, but also it could be worth it. You know, one minute of glory is worth possible death when it comes to cookie dough, in my personal opinion. I think you guys all agree with it. I remember my mom making that cookie dough when I was getting, I'd always just like try to get a spoon in there and then I'd wait till she went in the other room and then I would just try to just get a handful of it, you know, very dangerous potentially. 
Uh, and I'm still great, right? I don't think that's what caused the staph infection on my face. There's no way this pattern of behavior has hurt me anywhere in life. I think we can all see that. Oh my God, you guys, Kid Cudi just came back at Kanye. I'll talk about this tomorrow. I, I'm getting too invested in this. This is ruining my day. <laughs> so, okay, we're back at the summer house uh, and Alex is being weird with cookie dough. So we cut to Craig um, talking to Paige and he's like, hey, hey, you live in New York though, right? You're the only girl I've ever taken to a baseball game. Is you. The only the only girl, my the only one my friends know about is you. And she's like, yeah, no, I know. And he's like, Paige, I didn't sign up for this. I came to go swimming and shit. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. I came to work on my tan this week. <laughs> and he's such a pussy. Paige, I didn't sign up for this. I came to wear floaties around my... I'm not a strong swimmer. I came to work on my stroke, my stroke, and drink brewskis. And we're all out of brewskis. Um, Paige is like, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do anything. And he's like, this whole fucking thing is started now. Andrea pops into the bedroom and he's like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Hey. And, um... Craig's like, Paige, don't let other people upset you. Lindsay was like, you look stupid. You don't look stupid, Craig says. Which, by the way, somebody who looks stupid should not be doling out the who looks stupid. So uh, Andrea kills this bug in their room. I don't know. Four boxes. Bloop, 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 bloop. We're seeing all four boxes of the summer house. Everyone is getting ready to bed, uh, to go to bed. And Paige's in Craig's. And he's like, funny seeing you in my bed. He's trying to be sexy. Andrea, we see in his, in his little undies, brushing his teeth with his immaculate body. Uh, Alex is just looking at the stove in one of the boxes. He's just like, communicate with me. Teach me about your ways, stove. Kyle is uh, in his bedroom with Amanda. Amanda's passed out. And he's like, these are the worst fucking pillows. This has got to be some kind of a joke. We've really figured this out with Kyle in the summer house and even in winter house. He really is concerned about what he lays his head on. And maybe I should be more concerned as well. But Kyle super is concerned. And I respect that about him. We cut to Alex giving cookies to Robert and Lindsay. He's like, these are not the best, but they are not the worst either. Which is kind of like Alex. Um, we cut to Craig and Paige sleeping. Craig has his laptop out and his hands, like his, his one hand is down his pants. I guess that's how Craig sleeps. Uh, and then we cut back to Kyle in the bedroom going, this pillowcase can suck my dick. Saturday, 7.09 a.m. You guess you guessed it, right? That means Carl's ready to rock, boys. Carl goes to bed early, gets goes to bed early, gets up early. We see four boxes. Bloop, 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 bloop. People are waking up in the summer house. The summer house is coming alive. Craig says, I don't want to see you sad uh, to Paige. And she's like, I'm not sad. He's like, good. We see um, Sierra saying, sometimes I want to be Carl and go to bed at 9 p.m. Uh, we cut to Carl. There's just peaceful music. It's like, he's like, look at this meditation on the beach. I shit you not. He's like feeding the birds. He's like, it's like one of those Disney movies where the birds just come like, just like, like, what is that word with? It was a Snow White or something where the birds just come to her when she opens the window. Carl's just out there just being one with the birds. He's like in the Carl zone. We cut to Alex calling his poppy, his papa. And he's like, I'm in the Hamptons, dad. What, what you know, um, you know, I'm doing this and then I have to work on the week. And he, and the dad's like, 
you work hard, Alex, but you have to look at playing a little bit more as well, which is like his dad's gentle way of saying you're coming off like a nerd and you're on a TV show now. So let's let's get it in. Um, the dad, we find out, lives in Switzerland. His parents divorced when he was 11 and he went with his mom. So he doesn't get to see his dad as much, but they have a really good relationship. Uh, the dad asks, Hey, Alex, do you, do you like anyone in there? Are you like, he's like, no, not on romantic levels. You know, some of the girls are nice, but too much drama, but I do have my eye on this nice cut of salmon that I'm going to be eating later. <laughs> dad says, dad has always had a more realistic version of who Alex was. He would always just tell me to wear a condom. You know, he was like a devil and an angel. So great. Alex wears condoms. I'm very happy about that. 10, 11 a.m. It says Alex is in the guest it kitchen. Danielle is walking Robert out. It was their one year anniversary yesterday. Uh, and she's it's been a decade for Danielle since she's had a one year anniversary. So it's really exciting for her to be in this good place with Robert again. We cut to page with the girls. Uh, they're all like kind of just hanging and uh and like Sierra and Maya are like, dude, I am mad at how Craig handled that. And Maya says, he gaslit the shit out of you. And says, to hear solidified confirmation that he is sleeping with someone else, I feel a lot of things, Paige says. Stupid, naive, maybe mad, you know? It's just, I thought maybe it was something that it wasn't. So Paige really did get her panties in a twist here about this because Paige really relies on being number one. Even if she doesn't like the guy, she wants to be number one. And I think really another thing that probably draws her and Craig together is the fact that he was sleeping with Kristen Cavallari. It's like, oh shit, okay, well, I can compete with this. Fine, let's do that, you know? But she's insecure because it is Kristen Cavallari. We cut to Craig in the kitchen uh, and he's like, uh, he's with Kyle and a couple of people. He's like, you guys are psychopaths. Lindsay walks up by him with it, with her hand up, like talk to the hand. Cause Craig fucking called her a stupid dipshit. And that's like, just not called for. And I love how Lindsay sticks up for herself. It's not like Craig, talk to me, Craig. She's like, do not talk to me. Cut to 1153 AM. Danielle says, fuck coffee. And let's do tequila shots. She does her first shot. Now I want you guys to pay attention to Danielle today. She really, she really brought so much life and really reminded me of a young me today of just really starting early with the drinking, uh, really wanting the party to go, just good vibes all around. She's dressed like Hunter S. Thompson in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. There's like a weird, well, a lot of weird patterns happening. Um, we cut to a, um, a, the pool party that they're going to go. Oh, actually, they, they decide they're going to go to this pool party, Amanda says. And Maya says, okay, well, I'm going to go to the pool party for a little bit and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to make the, uh, the dinner, right? Um, she's going to make this big Italian feast, 12, 18 PM, four boxes getting ready. Very exciting. Lindsay goes into Carl's room and goes, what the fuck? And, uh, she's talking about the Craig situation and she's like, Craig is out of his goddamn mind. He's a loser. Um, some people were up, you know, Carl being Zen Carl says some people, you know, I, you know, I see that they're getting upset, but I just put it through the lens of everyone is drunk. It'll be better tomorrow. 
Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. Guys, we'll be back to the show in just one second, but now is the time for my favorite part of the show when we talk about our sponsors, and we have two great ones today, and I love these two because they kind of fit hand in hand for me. Our first one is my favorite multivitamin company, and that is Ritual. Um... So I primarily, believe it or not, have a female audience. I take the male ritual multivitamin, but I want to tell you a little bit about the female essential multivitamin through ritual. So they say gaps in the diet shouldn't be ignored. Over 90% of, uh, 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet and 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. Now, Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. So it's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. Uh, Ritual doesn't stop there, though. They invest in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results? Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43%, wow, and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. The clinical study was published in leading scientific journal Frontiers in Nutrition. I do not subscribe to that, but uh, it sounds like a great magazine. A published clinical study is a big deal and a serious commitment to a first-of-its-kind standard in the industry. 
Ritual is committed to third-party testing from USP and the non-GMO project, traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients, and always clear communication. There is no shady stuff, and that is why I feel comfortable telling you about it, because I actually do take this every day, and I like it. It actually, you know what, though? It's, you know, back when I was a kid, I wanted to take those Flintstone, Flintstone vitamins, and I love that I take a Ritual vitamin every day, and I feel like a grown-up. I'm like, I've surpassed Flintstone vitamins, you guys. I am a Ritual vitamin guy now. So this is my call to action with you. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Now, remember what I just said. You can see a change in just three months of doing this. Uh, that's something to definitely worth exploring. So visit ritual.com forward slash so bad and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com forward slash so bad. So that's great. And so that is about our overall health, right? Our, our body. But what about our mind? And this is where that next sponsor comes in. And our next sponsor is our friends at BetterHelp. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We talk about BetterHelp a lot on this show. And this month, we're discussing some of the stigmas around mental health. I talk to you guys about this on my show so often because this has really turned into a cause that I passionately care about, not just for myself, but for others around me like you guys. Uh, we've been taught that mental health shouldn't be a part of normal life, and that is so, so wrong, you guys. We take care of our bodies with the gym. I, I mean, maybe I don't, but <laughs> the doctor uh, and nutrition, but we should be focusing on our minds just as much. Um this is so personal to me because it's something that at one point when I was younger, I was against. I thought I could fix myself. I thought I didn't need anybody else. I thought I could figure everything out. And the people at BetterHelp or anywhere, they're there because they can help. They want to help. We should be exercising our feelings, our minds, our emotions just as much as our muscles. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. So this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and So Bad It's Good listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash so bad. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash so bad. And I will put that in the show notes as well. And now, you guys, back for the remaining portion of our show. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Which, what a enlightened lens. I mean, that is so true. There are so many times that, like, you just shouldn't have these conversations when you're drunk because it exacerbates everything. Uh, 
Lindsay also asked Carl, like, what's going on with you and Sierra? And he literally, like I said last week, he says, hey, I'm looking for a deep connection, actually. And this has dumpster fire written all over it if he had hooked up with Sierra because Sierra's into Austin. And so Carl's like literally saying that it's not that wouldn't be good for me or healthy for me because some people see dumpster fire and it makes them run quicker to that dumpster fire, you know. And Lindsay says, I'm proud of you. You cleaned up your messy behavior. And he goes, thank you for saying that. Thank you. They all leave for the pool party. We're at the Capri Hotel. There's cabanas. It's kind of overcast. We see this huge magnum of a rosé, which we see now throughout the entirety of this episode. It really becomes a prop. Um, Carl lets us know that he's going to get chicken fingers for everyone. I do like Carl is, Carl can relate to Alex on that food level, is that Carl... I like that since he is not drinking, he's very concerned of like, I better have some food. I am going to get chicken fingers for everyone. There's a live violinist there. Amanda says, this is chic as fuck. Lindsay and Danielle are scoping out the hot guys. They're like, whoa, it's a really creepy, this little, this little angle they got of Lindsay looking over Danielle's shoulder. Danielle has her sunglasses down like, all right, let's see those dick packages. All right. It's, it was very funny to me. Uh, Alex lifts the magnum of rosé with his muscles. We cut to Lindsay meeting Chris at the bar. It's this Greek man. And she's like, you want to get married? Lindsay's like in full effect. Lindsay says in a talking head, I'm more single than I've ever been in my entire life. I throw as many balls out there as I can. I love that. Cut to Craig. He's uh, pounding the magnum of rosé. This magnum of rosé is just really getting a very, uh, one of the leads of this show is that Magnum of Rosé this episode. Paige asks Carl, how does it feel to not be in the drama, which is cute. Amanda says, last weekend was shitty, so I have to believe Kyle is sorry and his actions will prove that or not. If we aren't supposed to get married, there will be a sign. And then they cut to Kyle pounding the Magnum of Rosé. It is one of the shadiest cut moves by production. And it makes me laugh even more because you know Kyle said that. I was like, God damn it, you guys. Why did you do that? You made me look so bad on top of looking bad already. Danielle lets everybody know, I need the energy up. I need the energy up at this party. And she buys shots for everyone around. We cut to Carl and Sierra talking, and uh, Sierra's like, did you hear us screaming last night? He's like, yeah, at 1 a.m. He's like, I fell asleep to the arguing. Sierra says, I like to be, um, you know, sensible in my actions, but I like Austin. Shoot me. <laughs> she goes, shoot me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, she's like, I'm just going to throw caution to the wind and just crazy Austin. Like, Austin's even not that wild. He's just kind of grody he's just gross you know and he just does the same thing to women so it's not even like he's some like what an artist with the way no he's just like hits on a bunch of girls and sleeps with a bunch of girls that's not like interesting there's like a differentiation there i hope we can all see there's more lifting of the magnum of rosé everybody's just like i said it was like two rosé focus where they're like love they they've never seen a magnum in their life they're like whoa Lindsay says craig she talks to Craig. She's like, Craig, if I was you, if I was your friend, I would tell you to go talk to a girl named Lindsay. Cause Lindsay's like, now it's like, you should fucking apologize. And this is such a guy move. He just kisses her on the cheek. He's like, like, Oh, all is forgiven. I'm kissing you on a cheek. And then he, and he's like, he, and Lindsay's like, what? And she, Craig goes to the, the girls. He's like, Hey, I said my apologies. I, Lin, no, you kissed her on the cheek like a doofus. Lindsay talks to Kyle and, says to Kyle, it's not my fault that he's hooking up with two girls right now. And then Lindsay goes, I'm hooking up with five guys right now. And then 
Kyle, without missing a beat, says, isn't that like a burger franchise? Five Guys. Five Guys is a great burger franchise, folks. It really is. Lindsay looks at um, Kyle after he says this. We get a shot of Lindsay doing a shot at this point. Craig talking to Paige. Um, Craig going, if we were exclusive uh, and that was info, then you'd have every right to be mad at me. We're still on this thing. We're still on this argument. He's like, listen, Hey, seriously, technicality, you, you know, if it was, then I would be busted. And she was like, yeah, I would cut your dick off. And he's like, and I would deserve it. Of course. Yes. Yes. Like he knows he's off on a technicality here. Uh, so, uh, Craig goes, but that's not our situation. You wanted to be signal. And Paige goes, yeah, Craig, you're absolutely a fuck boy. And he goes, Hey, I, I'm going to go. He's like wasted. He's like, I'm going to go get it, get it, go get it. I go, I'm going to go get a drink at the bar and find my wallet. And Andrea clocks this little conversation. Andrea's like, Oh, I see a, a Craig, a two, a drunk to hit on Craig, Craig, uh, too drunk to hit on Paige. This is where I come in. You know, he's like, sees this. So Paige says to Sierra, she goes, I don't love that he's fucking other people. Obviously, the thought makes me sick to my stomach. I have no right to be mad, but I can be sad. Call it what it is. I still like him. And that's the thing. I mean, that's the thing that sucks. It's the thing that sucks about relationships or feelings. I've been in plenty of relationships where I've liked somebody and they have not liked me. And unfortunately, that information doesn't become clear until you're out of this fucking mind warp that you're in. And I, I, I get what, you know, it's like you still like that person, but it's just not, sometimes it's just not healthy for you. And then you really wind up hating yourself in the future but you can't help it. It's like you're, it's, it's like you're on drugs. You're like poisoned or something and you need to get the poison out. And, uh, you know, in this case it, it does end up working for them, I guess, but I, I, I empathized with Paige right here. Uh, we cut back to more Magnum work with the bottle. Carl says, um, let's go Sierra. They're all going back home. Andrea says he's in the coat the car with Paige and he goes, my girlfriend, she likes to play hard because Paige is drunk. Lindsay is in the same car and she's grabbing Paige's boobs. We're back to the house. Maya is a professional cook and we find out she's loved it since she walked and talked. She grew up in her dad's arms and it was the only place she wasn't crying and they cooked together. And she had a tough relationship with her dad, she says. Uh, but she says, I'm outspoken and direct and that doesn't really help things in terms of my relationship with my dad. Guess who comes into the kitchen, you guys? Alex! Kitchen Alex comes in. Danielle makes a beeline for the backyard, you guys, by herself. And she just sits out. She, there's like a chair right in the middle of the pool, like not in the pool, but like outside of it. She just props the chair up and she just sits in it and passes out. And if I tell you that, it isn't one of the most damn relatable things that I've ever seen. Like I have been there, girl, where you're just like, I can't stay up. I got to get air. I am safe at my house. Um, and then Lindsay comes out and she's like, Danielle, Danielle. And Lindsay's like, can we just stay out here? I really do love their relationship. I really do. And I'm glad Danielle is still in it. I know we all gave up on Danielle a couple seasons ago, but I'm glad that she's still around. And I feel like the tide is really turning for Danielle. Uh, Lucas, Luke Gulbranson calls on FaceTime and they're like, Luke, Luke, are you coming? Did you move? We miss you. When are you coming? He's like this, this week. And they're like, why are you taking so long? And he's like, well, I had some things to get done here for work. He's in, uh, Minnesota 
But he goes, he flies out on Tuesday. We cut to four boxes. Bam, 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 bam. Craig is like, talk, I don't know. There's just drunken activity happening. Remember, it's still during like the late afternoon. Danielle's in her bedroom. And this is when I, Dan, this is another thing that's just like Danielle's so good. She has bed snacks. She has a drawer. Her the the drawer right next to the bed has bed snacks where she has some chips, some lover boy, some cookies. And that's like so perfect. Like she thought ahead that she was gonna be a mess. And that is what we're talking about in terms of responsibility that I just think is off the charts. I love it. I love it. So um Sierra walks in and Sierra says, Hey, Lindsay, I'm, 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 can we talk? I'm, I want to talk to you. And they go out by the pool and Sierra's like, I wanted to talk to you about you and Austin. You know, Craig said that you have been on and off dating for four years. And Lindsay just goes, <laughs> and Sierra goes, have you been sleeping with each other since like, cause Lindsay's like, are you serious? And Sierra's like, have you been sleeping with others since Vermont? And Lindsay says, Craig was out of his goddamn mind last night. Sierra, you know everything. I'm trying to go fuck a bartender from the bar we were just at right now. There is nothing here that you don't know. And it's just so damn dumb. It's just dumb. I love Lindsay having to assure Sierra that she gets the non-prize of Austin. It's just so dumb. And I'm not loving Sierra again. I just think Sierra is in search of who she is still and she's at that age so hopefully she'll blossom but i think she's feeling herself a little bit potentially in the wrong way but i don't know we'll see Paige uh left her phone downstairs and andrea's like i'll bring it up let me bring it up craig asks amanda in the kitchen how do you feel about me and Paige?" and amanda goes the bigger question is how i feel about you and kristen cavallari and he's like oh man we cut back to andrea lifting Paige you know, onto the bed with Sierra and throws her down. And Sierra's like, don't get you, don't, yeah, you two, don't get yourself in trouble. We, and back in the kitchen, Craig says, just because others don't understand our situation doesn't mean it doesn't work. I will always be honest about everything. Amanda says, well, you weren't dishonest. That's not the problem here. He asks, um, well, what, what is Paige doing with Andrea? He asked that question to Amanda. We cut to Paige saying, you've been wanting to throw me down on a bed all day, haven't you, Andrea? And he's like, yes, it's been a long time. Ah, I wanted to do a long time. We cut back to Craig and he's like, we don't want to embarrass each other. And Amanda says, well, Craig, you already embarrassed her. We cut back up to Paige. Paige says, you know, fuck Kristen Cavallari all you want. You don't think I can get hot people too? She says that in a talking head, actually. Uh, Come back from commercial. Craig asks Paige, um, she's like, where have you been? You've been up here for two hours. Uh, we cut to Danielle waking up to her alarm clock and Danielle, I'm just really loving her. She wakes up to the alarm and she has a smile on her face. She's like, ah, oh, my alarm clock. He, and I'm like, who does that? Who wakes up to an alarm clock with a smile? I love it. Carl, uh, important Carl news. She's in a yellow tank top. Paige is dressed in this two piece and she looks like she has boobs in this. Usually Paige seems very flat chested and I'm not making, uh, but just look, but she looks like she has boobs and, um, uh, lasagna is coming out. Kyle still has the Magnum. You guys, the Magnum is still in play. Maya says, well, we had a bad night yesterday, so I wanted to break bread like a family together. And Kyle notices that Amanda made him croutons and, and he's like, wow, Amanda, you're, you're my best bitch. You're my best bitch. 
Uh, we find out that Amanda's 30th birthday party is next week and wants a 90s party for her birthday. And Andrea says, hey, what, what, why don't we have a bondage party? A bondage. A bondage. And everybody's like, hee hee. Uh, we cut to Lindsay and Danielle. Uh, they're going out because Lindsay wants to go make out with a Greek man, that, that guy. Paige is in a bikini going out to the hot tub. Kyle says, these frogs are so aggressive. And he has the magnum in his hands because the frogs have been making noise out there. We see Kyle's butt crack. Kyle's one of those guys you're going to see a lot of butt crack. I, I, You know, and he's in shape, thankfully. So it's not gross butt crack um, like my butt crack. But his butt crack, it's just, you know, he's always like not purposely, but it's just always showing. You know, we cut to Carl uh, up in Maya's bedroom. And he's like, have you ever partied like this to Maya? Like, I love Carl. Like, Carl's really trying to have an experience, really trying to bond with new people. I love that. Like, to him, that is now replacing getting wasted of like, yo, let's see if I can make human connection. Like, I I really, I make jokes all the time, but I, I really got to say, like, hats off. I think that's what he's doing here. And I really love it. She says, no, I'm kind of a, you know, homebody. Um, and I'm very thankful to share a wall with you, Maya says, because Carl goes to bed early. Uh uh, she says, yeah, you're usually the first person to go to bed and I'm the second. And Carl says in a talking head, I had to do something different. You know, my summer's all go, 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 a lot of stress traveling all over the East coast for lover boy. But right now I'm all about emotional stability. And I love Maya for that. And then he goes, I got to go to bed. I turn into a pumpkin at 1030. Everyone is going to bed Saturday night, 1 46 AM. Lindsay and Danielle walk in. Um, we get the black and, you know, the, the night vision cameras, Kyle, you guys is dancing by himself in the kitchen and Amanda comes out and goes, Kyle, (laughs) the guy just doesn't want, we all have friends in our lives that just don't want to quit. And I'm always the guy that wants to quit. I'm always the guy of like, yo, you know, it'd be cool going to bed. Huh? Bed is wild. That's a, that's an adventure. Um, Danielle, we see, is eating bed chips. Amazing. Uh, Sunday, people are packing up, getting up, ready to leave. Andrea says, hey, I hear you fell in love with a Greek man last night, uh, Lindsay. And then then she's like, yeah, and then I fell out of love. You got to shoot your shot, but he's not my man, not even close. I love that Lindsay loves him and leaves him. Paige and Craig, we find out, are going back to Paige's apartment. Uh, Everyone is just loading in their cars. Alex is just there. We cut to Tuesday all of a sudden in New Jersey. Kyle is celebrating the first day of production on Strawberry Lemonade um, Lover Boy. They do a little taste uh, test and a cheers with his production crew. We cut to Wednesday, and Maya says, My cookies bring all the boys to the yard. Maya always loves to bake, so she does this e commerce cookie site. And, uh, you know, she likes to spread love through her cookie business. She also has two dogs. Um, and it's, you know, she hopes that one day this will be her full-time job. That's awesome. I love when people have skills. Uh, Thursday, we're at Paige's apartment and Paige calls her mom, Kim. And Kim is like, I feel like I have to watch your Amazon live to even see my daughter nowadays. And she's like, mom, this weekend Craig came to the house. And she's like, well, how was Andrea with that? And she was like, yeah, a little awkward. And Kim says, he's my Italian friend. Because remember, they met at the end of Winter House. And she said, I'm rooting for him. And Paige says, he's 10 out of 10. Yeah, but he flirts with everyone. Um, and Kim says some good advice. She says, until you tell them where you stand, they don't tell you where they stand. 
Uh, we see Andrea. We cut to him. He's been working as a model. He's like, I thought I could be a bachelor until I'm 35. But the truth is, I'm ready. I'm ready to settle down. Say, I've sowed my wild oats, you know. He's topless and ripped, doing like a little model thing. We cut back to Paige telling her mom that Craig was hooking up with Chris and Cavallari. You know, but then I guess Craig was calling and texting all night on Wednesday with Paige. And like Paige was just there on her couch with a pimple face. And he's like obsessed. He was like, you were on a date on Wednesday. And she was like, yeah, yeah, I was. She's like playing the game now. She's like, oh, maybe I was. Because she's like, no, I was just chilling. I didn't want to talk on my phone. Mom says, well, you got to identify the red flags early, Paige. I really like Paige's mom. New scene. Amanda and Kyle are driving back to the summer house, celebrating Amanda's 30th. Uh, we find out that Carl is not going to be there for Amanda's birthday. He's bummed. He can't make it. He's in L.A. for Loverboy business. Amanda's dream was to have a 90s party. Uh, she also wanted to be married and pregnant at the age of 30. She says it's very good to have goals. And um, she tells Kyle, well, you just want to focus on business. And he's like, because the business lets us focus on those other things. We now see, though, at this moment, Kyle has now gotten a huge sty in his eye. Styes are a dangerous animal, you guys. I have told the story on this pod before, but I got a sty being an extra in a Lenny Kravitz music video. Uh, I was in college and I would come out on summers and like, like just for like special things. And I was in the American woman music video with Lenny for Lenny Kravitz. And they like bust us out. It was my birthday. I remember. And it was like, what a weird way to spend my birthday. And they like shipped us out to the desert. Like you'd park someplace and then they'd bust you in, which is suck. Cause then you couldn't escape. You were just like trapped in it. Like, and then you're just hearing the whole time. American woman, stay away from me. American woman, mama, let me be. And you're like, dude, like, and you just like Lin, Lenny's on top of a fucking bus with Heather Graham. And like, there was just so much sand in the desert. And I got a fucking sty on my birthday because of Lenny Kravitz in the desert. And it was so embarrassing because you see on Kyle, it's like, you, you know, it's like, you know, when somebody has a sty, you're like, damn, man, it looks it's like the herpes of the eye. Um, so Kyle's gotten a stress sty. He says, I usually handle stress pretty well, but planning the wedding and lover boy and this, this kind of stress is uncharted waters for me, which means he usually means he's like, I got to get tanked. But also like he really alludes to Amanda not doing much. I, I just, I don't like, he has alluded to this and I just don't, I want to know what that means. Cause I always see a man, I don't know. Lindsay, Maya and Danielle are driving up together. They pass, um, Danielle's like, Oh my God, Chris Kringle. And it's Santa Claus, but nobody knows in the car that Santa's real name is Chris Kringle. Danielle's the other one. Like, how do you not know Santa's name is Chris Kringle? Uh, we find out that Lindsay did not go to Mexico with that strange man this week because she didn't have a passport, but, uh, they're like, did you still see him? And she's like, I did. I saw all of him. Okay. Uh, Kyle and Amanda are the first ones to the summer house. Lindsay comes in screaming, Amanda, it's your birthday. That means the summer house is activated folks. We have another summer house weekend ahead of us. Um, sunflowers and a whistle are brought in for, uh, Amanda's birthday. Paige comes in with big balloons, spelling out Amanda. Kyle lets us know he lost his virginity in the nineties. So did I brother. Luke is coming. We see him on his motorcycle. He's like, Kyle asks, um, 
he's like, hey, nobody's commented on my sty. And they're like, well, we, we noticed. We noticed. Uh, Alex and Andrea come in with cookies. You know Alex is bringing some sort of food in. Luke comes in. And they're like, welcome to the house. Luke's back. Yay. And talking to Hattie goes, I'm back. I have missed my friends so much. I was in Minnesota. I was taking time away from the city. It really rejuvenates me, you know, and with my parents. But I think there was a, a, a parent situation that we'll probably find out more about later in the season. Paige and Andrea... Um, Paige says, I thought about you a few times this week, Andre. He's like, Hey, you should text me more. He's like, I, she's like, I almost did invite you over. And I'm like, Oh, Craig's not here this weekend. Uh, Amanda wants her birthday party to feel like a TRL episode from MTV. We see little Debbie snack cakes. Man, I used to love little Debbie's, uh, a cookie cake with in sync writing on it. The party starts at seven 30. Um, and, uh, Sierra, oh, Paige says, my boobs have gotten so much bigger. And Andrea says, I want to feel them. Uh, Luke sees his room. He's like, all right, I can make a lot of good music in here. Kyle asks um, if he should shave to look like the 90s. And Amanda's like, you don't, what are you doing, Kyle? You don't get this. Uh, Amanda says in a talking head, I never make my birthday about me. Like, um, I, uh, you know, when Kyle has his birthday, I really celebrate it. And there's a flashback to all of the amazing gifts Amanda has gotten for Kyle for his birthday. And she says, it's my time to shine for once. And I'm like that, that right there is bad news. Cause it means something bad is going to happen. Everyone's coming down in their nineties outfits. It looks really fun. We got frosted tips. Oh, they said, what would nineties you be in a talking head? And Luke says frosted tips. Andrea says Ninja Turtles. Maya says Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Alex says, I love the Backstreet Boys. Danielle says Fun Dip. You remember that? We see all their kids' pics. It's really cute. Kyle is dressed like a little dweeb. Paige says, we would stuff him in a locker. Ah. Amanda says, I really all appreciate you guys for turning out for me tonight. You are so amazing. They all scream, Amanda Batula! Lindsay goes, here, I got you a gift. And it's like uh, this electronic pogo stick. It looks like really fancy. And dude, you guys, Amanda gets on it and kills it immediately. She hops like 30 times in a row. She's got, she's like, I have no core strength. She has all the core strength. It's wild. Luke is doing really good at the hula hoop activity. Andrea cannot do it. Uh, Luke says, Amanda, I got you a gift. And it's a gift in your honor to Waldo's rescue pin. It's who Kyle and Amanda foster their dogs through. And she's like, this is the best gift ever, Luke. And Kyle says, wow, that, that's really amazing. And you sense that Kyle, something's wrong. He's like, well, uh, it's, you know, when a friend is more thoughtful uh, than me. And Paige says, what, what did you get her? And Kyle goes, um, I, uh, I, I don't have anything to give her. And I was just so disappointed, you guys. I was like, what the fuck? New scene, 10, 13 p.m. The party is in full swing. Alex is dancing. Paige and Andrea, um, they're talking about uh, getting to interact with one another. But she's like, uh, you know, he's like, but now we're back to the suburb house and I feel okay. I like being with the page. Uh, Kyle says, let's play games. And they play spin the bottle. And Andrea gets Paige, and he kisses Paige on the wild card draw. He gets right on her. Uh, Amanda and Paige kiss through the spin the bottle. Uh, Lindsay gets on Sierra, like fully tackles her body and kisses her. Uh, Alex says, hey, these girls need a cigarette after that. Alex really does have like a fifth grade sense of humor, like myself. Alex lands on Sierra. And so Alex is like, okay, okay. And they totally... They do a deep kiss. They do a deep kiss. 
And Sierra's like, there was a little teeth, but not a bad kisser. You know, the pressure probably got the best of both of us, but there is a foundation here. He is a contender. And I'm like, Sierra, you just want so badly to have like this. I mean, I don't know. It's not her fault. She just really wants to be a part of the action. Um, Sierra goes up to uh, her room with Paige and she's like, do I like Alex now? Lindsay comes into that room and uh, cut to everybody playing strip Jenga downstairs and Kyle's like, yeah, as if the Italian stallion gives a fuck if we play strip Jenga. Because Kyle is jealous that Andrea is ripped. He's like, I don't care. Hey, 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 Lindsay's up in the room with Paige and Sierra and says, hey, I met a guy. He's funny as fuck. And I spent all of Sunday cracking up in bed with him. And then Paige is like, did you sleep with him? She's like, not on Sunday. But then on Monday, I was like, fuck it. And he just texted you guys. And Paige says, and I'm talking to him, there's a new guy every five minutes. Someone's in Mexico. Someone's in Greece. I don't even know. She's like, I have an Italian man and a Southern man, and that's all I can keep track of. Paige is telling Lindsay that um, that she asked Kyle what, what he got Amanda, and she didn't have anything. And uh, Lindsay's like, what? This is an emergency. Kyle, get the fuck up here. Paige, knock some fucking sense into him while I get a drink, Lindsay says. Kyle says, uh, Kyle's just like, he looks like he's in a daze. He's like, oh boy, oh boy, I got, I, this isn't good. Lindsay says, if I meet up with a boy not anytime soon, will you be upset at me? He, she asks this to Amanda downstairs because Lindsay wants to go fuck. And Paige says um, to Kyle upstairs, go get your credit card right now. We are booking this for you. Amanda is now in the bathroom calling her mom. She's like, Mama, I'm celebrating my birthday tonight. And the mom's like, Ah, I don't know where anyone is, though, Mama. Everyone's busy upstairs talking about, like, you know, her gift with Kyle. And um, so Amanda's taking her mom around on the FaceTime, showing her the decoration decorations. They can't play music, you guys, remember, because it would pick up the, they're trying to get mic sound. So all these parties always crack me up because they're dancing to no music. Um so we find out that Paige is like, you guys are going to the Bahamas. And then Kyle goes, do I need a passport? Mine expired during COVID. And everyone's like, womp, womp. And she's like, oh, fuck, Kyle. Okay, I'm canceling. Um, and Paige says, if you didn't have a sty in your eye, I would punch you. Sierra says, Kyle, you dropped the damn ball on the floor. You don't have a damn clue. Lindsay is calling this guy, Matt. She's like, I'm trying to leave, Matt. I want to fuck. Let's do this. Maya says to Lindsay, where are you guys going? Can we all come? And Lindsay literally goes, I'm trying to get laid. I can only bring one person. <laughs> so Maya walks into Paige and Sierra and says, I can't believe what just happened. I can't go. Danielle and Lindsay leave. Amanda's birthday is now in 45 minutes and she's staying in. All the girls walk into Amanda's room and Amanda's there crying by herself. And she's like, just everybody disappeared on me. I didn't think anybody wanted to be here. We see a shot of Kyle in the backyard by himself, just strolling, like just like worried stroll. Like, I mean, Kyle, like, man, Kyle is on another level, you guys. I don't think it's a good one. Um, we just, um, they're like, no, we just changed so we could come hang out with you. And Amanda's like, tonight felt forced. I feel so bad. And they're like, no way. Today was amazing. We're waiting to ring in your birthday. We're, we're up with you. And Amanda's like, I just got in my head. And uh, Paige goes to get a water. And I think look for Kyle. And guess what, you guys? Luke is making a fire. We've got the first fire by Luke in Summerhouse. Andrea at this point, though, sees Paige going for the water, grabs her. And she's running down the hallway. He grabs her and throws her into another room. And then we hear kissy, kissy sounds. We hear, 
And then we get next time on Summer House. Lindsay's fighting the universe. Uh, Andrea says, we're progressing, baby, to Paige. Uh, Kyle, uh, Amanda wants to get a dog. And Kyle goes, yeah, because I can't make you happy, which is really the wrong thing to say. Um, And uh, Maya's crying about something and Sierra's crying about something, too. So it looks like another, another fun episode we've got coming up Monday. Amazing. We are back on track, folks. So sorry for all of this. And I hope you guys get to listen to this at some point. That's what's great about podcasting. It is here for eternity, eternity. I hope you guys have a great Super Bowl Sunday. I will talk to you bright and early with Sophie Ross. Thank you so much for all your well wishes. And I hope you're having a great Saturday night. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Betches.